1: Participants, please stand by. Your conference is ready to begin. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the second quarter 2021 results conference call. I would now like to turn the meeting over to Chantal Menanza. Please go ahead, Ms. Menoncin. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. As mentioned, we would like to welcome you to Major Drillings' conference call for the second quarter of fiscal 2021. On the call, we will have Denis Larocque, President and CEO, and Ian Roth, our Chief Financial Officer. Our results were released yesterday evening and can be found on our website at www.majordrilling.com. We also invite you to visit our website for further information. Before we get started, we'd like to caution you that during this conference call, we will be making forward-looking statements about future events or the future financial performance of the company. These statements are forward-looking in nature and actual events or results may differ materially from those currently anticipated in such statements. I will now turn the presentation over to Denny Dara. Please go ahead.
2: Thank you, Chantal. Our revenue increased by 28% over the last three months as many projects resumed operations on the back of stronger metal prices, easing of restrictions related to COVID-19, and an improving long-term outlook. Although the pandemic continues to impact our operations in certain regions, We are seeing junior mining companies increase their levels of activity, particularly in Canada, which is reminiscent of the beginning of the previous upcycles in the in in the mining industry. We are encouraged that we were able to produce good results despite the the fact that several of our operations are still seeing levels of activities affected by heavy restrictions related to COVID-19. Additionally, the recent surge in copper prices has not yet translated into increased exploration in copper. While short-term headwinds remain due to the pandemic in certain regions, our intermediate and long-term outlooks are very positive. As the pandemic is brought under control and exploration plans translate to drilling activity, we expect to see continued improvement in our activity levels. I would like to salute our crews at the Oyotogoi Copper Project in Mongolia for their incredible accomplishment. They achieved a new drilling record by completing a 2,000-meter hole of PQ size, which is the largest size of core sample in our industry. This is an extremely deep hole for PQ that required highly specialized expertise and equipment. Calendar 2020 has been a banner year for us in terms of specialized drilling, given we also achieved the longest drill hole ever drilled in Canada at the windfall projects for a Cisco mining at 3,467 meters, reaffirming our reputation as the leader in specialized drilling in the industry. I'll discuss our market outlook further after Ian runs through our financials. Ian? Thanks,
0: me. Total revenue for the quarter was $114.2 million, down 6% from revenue of $121.2 million recorded in the same quarter last year, but up 28% from Q1 as activity levels continue to recover in a number of jurisdictions. As Denise stated, we are still being impacted by COVID-19 in certain jurisdictions, but this has been offset by growth in other regions as senior gold projects and junior miners bring increased demand. The unfavourable foreign exchange translation impact on revenue for the quarter when comparing to the effective rates for the same period last year, was approximately $2 million, with a minimal impact on net earnings. The overall gross margin percentage, excluding depreciation for the quarter, was 28.3%, compared to 28.1% for the same period last year. Margins were positively impacted by approximately 1% due to government assistance programs available to the company in the hardest hit regions. We expect minimal impact for these programs moving forward. General administrative costs were down $500,000 at $11.6 million when compared to the same quarter last year. The decrease is mainly related to reduced travel and various government assistance programs for our administrative employees. These temporary reductions will start to subside over the next couple of quarters. The income tax provision for the quarter was an expense of $2 million compared to an expense of $3 million for the prior year period. The income tax provision was positively impacted by the utilization of unrecognized tax laws. Net earnings were $7 million, million, or $0.09 per share, for the quarter, compared to net net earnings of $7.3 million, or $0.09 per share, for the prior year quarter. EBITDA was $19.3 million, compared to $20.5 million in the prior year quarter. EBITDA margins remained flat year-over-year at 16.9%. Although activity levels remained impacted in certain jurisdictions, our ongoing operations in other areas performed very well. Combined with our operational leverage, this provided a positive EBITDA result. We are focused on maintaining a strong balance sheet as the company repaid $15 million in debt in the quarter. The company spent $8 million on CapEx with the majority on ancillary and support equipment needed to respond to the growing demand we are seeing in certain regions. The company added one rig while retiring 13 older, inefficient rigs, ending the quarter with a total rig count of 601 Our receivables increased in the quarter, which relates to growth in revenue from Q1. Importantly, we have not had any collection issues related to the pandemic, as our current customer mix remains predominantly seniors and well-established intermediates. The company ended the quarter with net cash, net of debt of 7.6 million, an increase of 9.6 million from the end of the prior quarter. Inclusive of amounts available under our credit facilities, the company had 87 million in liquidity as of the end of the quarter, and is very well positioned financially as we prepare for what is shaping up to be a busy calendar 2021. The new breakdown of our fleet and utilization is as follows. 304 specialized drills at 36%, 123 conventional drills at 35% utilization, and 174 drills at 56% utilization per underground, this giving a total of 601 drills and a combined rate of 41% utilization. As we've mentioned before, specialized work in our definition is not necessarily conducted with a specialized drill. Rather, it is work that requires that we meet the rigorous standards of our customers in terms of technical capabilities, operational and safety standards, and other related factors, such as those met during our record-breaking PQ hole in Mongolia. Over time, we expect these standards to be increasingly important to our customers. In the second fiscal quarter, revenue from specialized work accounted for 56% of our total revenue which is relatively unchanged from the prior quarter, but lower than the same quarter in the prior year, mainly due to increased drill programs around existing mines, as mining companies look to define reserves. We expect this trend to continue as long as elevated commodity prices support it. Our conventional drilling made up 12% of our revenue, which is up from 10% the prior quarter, and directly relates to increased work from junior mining companies. Finally, our underground drilling remained relatively flat at 32% compared to the last quarter, but up 20% from the same quarter last year as a result of executing on our diversification strategy. As junior findings have fixed, financings have picked up over the past six months, we've started to see a shift in our revenue mix. During the quarter, juniors made up 20% of our revenue, while senior and intermediates were 80%. The increase in junior activity is a positive sign for the industry moving forward. In terms of commodities, gold projects represented 64% of our revenue, while copper was at 18% this quarter. This is one of our lowest quarters of copper-generated revenue in recent history, which is a direct result of the impact COVID-19 had on copper prices and exploration budgets. With the recent surge in copper prices and increased demand from stimulus packages, we are expecting copper activity to increase from current levels in 2021. With that overview on our financial results, I'll now turn the presentation back to the dean to discuss the outlook.
2: Thanks, Ian. For reasons I'll discuss shortly, we have a very optimistic business outlook. In the short term, however, we expect to see some seasonal weakness in our third quarter, which is traditionally the weakest quarter of our fiscal year as mining and exploration companies shut down for the holiday season. During this period, we typically perform fleet review, overhaul and maintenance work on equipment as we prepare for the upcoming year. But looking past the holiday season, The price of gold, which recently has accounted for more than 60% of the company's drilling activity, has remained historically high, which has produced some good cash flow generation and improved the balance sheets of our customers. Many of our senior gold customers have identified exploration as an important part of their future plans. And although these customers have not formally announced their budgets for the upcoming year, we were naturally optimistic given the commodity price environment. Additionally, junior companies are continuing to raise capital and getting ready to deploy the capital raised recently on exploration projects. The industry, particularly on the junior side, has seen an underinvestment for a number of years and the pickup in activity is indicative of the changing sentiment in the industry and the capital markets. Finally, while there has been a good deal of focus on the rise in gold prices, copper prices have also increased significantly and have risen by more than 50% since the bottom scene eight months ago. Industry experts expect the global refined copper market to hit a deficit this year at the same time as large infrastructure plans are being developed globally. We expect this dynamic will lead to significant investments in copper exploration projects and drilling activity in years to come. To conclude, we believe that we are in the early stages of a strong upcycle in the drilling business due to a strong gold price environment and the need to mine for copper. Major drilling is very well positioned to participate in an upcycle. We have been very focused on maintaining the condition of our fleet And our strong financial position gives us the unique ability to respond to meet our customers' demands for rigs, rod handling, mobile equipment, and technology. We believe that the investments that we've made will ensure we can meet our customers' highest standards, which is key to our ability to remain the leader in specialized drilling, and retain our contractor of choice status for major and intermediate producers. Our approach also allows us to attract the best people at a time when we believe the industry is heading towards a labor crunch. With that, we can open the call to questions. Operator?
1: Thank you. If you have a question and you're using a speakerphone, please lift your handset prior to making your selection. Please press star one on your device's keypad at this time if you have a question. There will be a brief pause while the participants register. Thank you for your patience. the first question is from maggie mcdougall with stifle please go ahead your line is now open
3: thank you good morning
2: good morning, good morning.
3: i wanted to touch on a um, comment you made at the end of uh, your commentary around um, expectations for an upcoming labor crunch i'm wondering what it is that's leading you to um, anticipate that and if you could just comment on how you compare versus your competitors in terms of attracting skilled labor. Thanks.
2: Yeah, uh, basically the, the the labor challenges are are, are different from between markets. Um, in North America, we're facing some some big challenges, whereas uh, everywhere else in the world, we're we're pretty good. In Canada, particularly, I mean, we're facing the um, we're, we're facing a big upturn. Uh, the junior mining, the, a lot of the money that's been raised by junior companies has been for Canada, and uh, there's a lot of rigs going out uh, in the field. Uh, well, right now and in, in after Christmas, and there's a big um, draw on the labor pool, and what we've seen in, in Canada with the six-year downturn is that we've seen people who have left the industry, and now we're trying to reattract some of those people. Uh, and it's it's again, it's it's not easy. So we're going to have to to basically do a lot uh, of efforts on, on training and bringing uh, people in the fold. In terms of uh, how we compare to our competitors, we are. Uh, leaders were seen as the employer of choice in our industry. Uh, we're uh, with, with our standards, our, all the training, um, all the training schools we have. Uh, we've got a very, uh, a very good program to to bring people uh, online. Uh, so we've been putting a lot of efforts over the last five, six years just developing our infrastructure for training, for recruiting. And uh, I'm confident we're going to be able to, to face this challenge. But the, the issue is that, uh, again, there's the, it, it, things are, are growing fast and uh, we're going to have to basically uh, ramp up our, our efforts. Uh, but, again, I'm confident that, uh, that we're going to be able to face that challenge.
3: Okay, thanks. And, and one follow-up on that. Um, obviously, it sounds like you, you've done a lot of pre-planning around attracting new new labor. Um, do you anticipate there to be inflation in your labor cost uh, that would be material uh, within the next six months, in light of you know the the ramp up in activity that's currently happening?
2: Yeah, well, labor costs are, have already gone up uh, even this quarter uh we've had to put retention bonuses in place uh in and uh and that is something that has been attracting uh a lot of people to uh, to our company so labor costs is going up but prices are going up as well and what we're seeing right now with uh most of our customers is they recognize that they know uh and, and there's been uh, there's I've seen a few articles come out uh uh, in the news where there's there was a few mining executives that were pointing out that um, uh, getting good quality drillers is going to be a challenge going forward and we're having those discussions with our customers and they're coming to the table to basically help us with the um, with the labor so uh, so yes labor cost is going up but those costs are being uh, are being covered by and more Uh, by uh, price increases that we're seeing
3: okay thanks and then one final question from me Um, your balance sheets in really good shape you ended the quarter in a net cash position Um, you know sort of as you think through capital allocation the next 12 months to two years could you rank for us your preferences so I guess the options would be adding rigs for growth acquisitions uh, initiating the dividend and, and, and then also there's a share buyback um, option as well. Thanks a lot.
2: Yeah. Well, there's we're in growth phase right now. So there's uh, definitely our priority is on our operations and to, to fund. And, and initially when you go into a growth phase like, like we are today, uh, there is cash need. First of all, you mobilize a lot of rigs And also, we need to uh, buy some ancillary equipment. And also, there are certain markets where we're running out of rigs. For example, in Canada, deep hole rigs, we're running out. They they are uh, pretty much going to be at at full utilization. So, we're going to need to buy a few more. And uh, so, that's where initially in the first year, like to your point, you know, year to year and a half that's where our, our, our focus is going to be and uh, in terms of acquisition we're always looking uh, there are opportunities but uh, we do have high standards so uh, basically we're focused on uh, on companies that would fit within our our fold and in, in terms of the standards we have and uh, we'll see you, you, you just you just don't know it 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 all depends uh how these opportunities come up but that's certainly something that uh that we're looking at as well um so that that would be for the next i would say next year and a half that's going to be the the, our, our focus
3: okay thanks very much appreciate your time
2: thank you
1: thank you the next question is from daryl young with td securities please go ahead
4: morning, guys.
2: Good morning. morning.
4: Uh, So congrats on a a good performance in uh, Canada and the U.S. Uh, It seems like you've been able to get back to work much quicker there. Um, Just wondering if you could maybe outline some of the the challenges in South America and and Africa and maybe if there's any... um, or I guess what I'm I guess what I'm trying to get at is is how much longer uh, do you expect there to be delays there related to COVID 19 logistics issues and um, can you implement similar operating practices there that you have in in North America to get the, the rigs turning again and get operations moving?
2: Yeah, the issues in South America are not related to uh, to to the procedures we did implement uh, the procedures across our, our operations. They're more related to logistics where, for example, Chile was under a curfew for most of the quarter or a big part of the quarter, and uh, Argentina has some heavy restrictions in mobility of people between provinces, so mobility of labor rigs and things like that. Uh, and Mexico is facing the same, same thing, heavy restrictions. So it's, it's government-imposed restrictions that are limiting uh, activity and mining companies because of those restrictions have been very limited in their activity levels so that's so those those three regions have really be he- been heavily impacted and, and on top of it for Chile uh, Chile is pretty much all copper and uh, copper companies because the copper copper price only picked up just very recently So copper exploration uh, globally is down uh, 20% this year versus last year. So Chile is a little bit of a double whammy where you had the heavy COVID restrictions at the same time copper companies, because of that, have not been in a rush to get out and and carry exploration. So so that's been the impact that we saw this quarter. Going forward, we're seeing mexico uh picking up we're seeing uh more and more uh rigs firing up over there uh argentina the same we're we're getting uh more and more uh, rigs it's still not to the level uh of you know previous previous times but it's certainly encouraging uh but it is a it is it is hard to call just because things evolve on a daily basis and you get sometimes you might have a project that shuts down because either there was a case at the project or because there's new government restrictions. So it's, it's going to be an evolving situation, but the fact remains that uh, we're having lots of conversations about wanting to get going and it's just a matter of time before these get going. Uh, and in Chile with copper price where they are I wouldn't be surprised that uh, Chile will follow suit very soon
4: excellent that's great color Um, maybe following on that on the copper discussion as well you you mentioned in your remarks that uh, you expected copper uh, revenue from copper to be to be higher in 2021 versus 2020 Um, how I guess if you look at that on a three-year average, because obviously 2020 was very depressed, are, are we at this point thinking we're going to be significantly higher than than where
2: you've been in the last
4: uh, couple of years on on the copper side?
2: Well, I mean, this this is more of a personal opinion. I mean, there's no there's no data out there to help us uh, project that. But I'm I'm a I'm a bull on on copper. Uh, you look at the 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 deficit that we've been talking about for two, three years now, and we're heading towards that. And now the infrastructure plans are coming. And the one thing, if I make a parallel to the financial crisis, during the financial crisis, coming out of the financial crisis, we had our two best years. And, uh, and a, a big part of that was driven by copper, and that's because copper price went up quite a bit Following infrastructure plans that were put in place to get the to kickstart the economy, and right now the numbers that are being talked about by governments around the world. I mean, at, back at the financial crisis, a lot of that in, those infrastructure plans were coming from the U.S. and more, you know, Canada and places like that. Uh, this time around, this is a global phenomenon, and the numbers being talked about in infrastructure plans are much higher than what was was put in place back in the financial crisis at a time where copper reserves are much lower than they were back in the financial crisis. So all those factors make me a bull on copper. So if you you ask me, I think that, yes, we're going to see copper have a lot more exploration going forward uh, because of of those factors.
4: Perfect. Okay. That's all from me. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Once again, please press star one on your device's keypad if you have a question. The next question is from Ryan Hanley with Laurentian Bank. Please go ahead.
5: Hey, good morning, uh, Denise, Ian, and Chantel. Good morning. Uh, first off, uh, congrats again on uh, on a nice quarter. Nice I see uh, things continu- continuing to move in the, uh, in the right direction. Um, Ian, when you were running through the uh, utilization numbers uh, there, just to make sure I, I got this uh, correctly, Uh, I believe it was uh, 41% for your your overall utilization with uh, 601 drill rigs?
0: That's correct.
5: Perfect. And you had a breakdown, I guess, between specialized, conventional, underground. Um, Are you able to provide any kind of color on utilization by geography? I guess what I'm I'm trying to work out here is are we kind of at full utilization in, say, Canada and we still have lots of capacity in, uh, say, Central and South America?
2: I mean, we're not at full utilization anywhere. Uh, there's still uh, there's still room, uh, but there are there are regions that are busier than others, and Canada is getting busier. I mean, we're still there's still a, a lot of room in Canada for uh, for uh, for growth. Uh, I mean, Canada is one of our biggest, or is our biggest branch, uh, but the activity levels have certainly picked up uh, from from the low levels that we saw, uh, and in South America, well. There's, there's regions where, uh, for example, Brazil is very busy um, uh, for us, but Chile, Argentina, and Mexico, as we mentioned, are, are slower regions because of the factors that we mentioned. Okay, perfect.
5: Um, and then I guess in terms of uh, getting more rigs out there, especially if you're looking at places like uh, Canada where the demand, I guess, is highest, um, are you limited fully by, by labor or by having uh, enough ancillary equipment or inventory at this point? Like, is there anything preventing you from uh, getting a drill turning in the field right now in, in areas like Canada?
2: No, it's it's uh, on the inventory. If you remember, we have used some of our cash to put stuff on, on the shelf. And uh, exactly to be ready because when things turn everybody's ordering at the same time and then there's big delays so we, we took those steps and put stuff on the shelf. Uh, we've uh, invested in their equipment to get rigs ready. Uh, on the labor, it, that's where the labor is probably where uh, it, it might be the limiting factor to the speed of growth. I mean there is a limit, I mean we can't double in, in, in two months for example because there's a limit to how many people you can put in the system and, and put in the field, but we do have good systems in place to be able to, you know, to grow at a steady pace going forward. Uh, but it, again, labor is, is going to be the biggest, the biggest issue. But at the same time, that's what's driving prices in the industry. Uh, it's, it's not a rig issue. Uh, people are sometimes get focused on utilization of rigs uh, in canada and and you can talk to your customers it's going to be they they know it's going to be drillers that's going to be the, the the issue so um and and that's a that's a an industry-wide uh, phenomenon okay and is it is it fair to say that kind
5: of on a, a very high level without getting into too much detail that uh, the increase in labor costs is being offset by the increase in, in pricing. It's a, it's a pretty lock
2: and step kind of movement. There's no huge
5: swings in either direction.
2: Yeah, you're right. We, like I mentioned, our customers, uh, we're having conversations with our customers, and, and they're very aware of, uh, of, of the labor market and labor issue, and we're, we've been able to uh, manage that with, with them.
5: Okay, perfect. That's uh, very helpful. Those are all the questions I had. Thanks very much. Thank you.
1: Thank you. The next question is from Ahmed Shah with Beacon Securities. Please go ahead.
5: Uh, hi guys, congrats on uh, on a good quarter. Just a quick one for me. How should we think about your um, your margin profile and in, in this upcoming uh, cycle uh,
0: compared to the previous upcycles cycles? Um, any parallels we can draw there, whether it's positive or, 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 or negative?
2: Yeah, no. I think the the margin uh, 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 profile, like you say, is uh, probably going to be similar to what we saw in, in the previous cycle. In a sense that, uh, as as activity increases, uh, the, uh, the the market forces are basically Going to be pushing prices up, and uh, we're already we're already seeing that, and uh, and we don't expect any any big difference uh, from from previous cycles. The one thing I, I might say that might be different from our perspective is that through the down cycle, we've put a lot of effort into uh, logistics. And uh, technology and things like that that has improved their productivity at the rig so with the same prices I think we should be able to produce better margins just because of the uh, better productivity that will come out of it Uh, but that's the that's the only change in the profile that uh, I would see I I think uh, we can we had some very good margin at the um, during the last cycle, and I don't see any reason why we can't get back to those types of margins. Oh,
5: that's great! I appreciate it, Uh Congrats again, and that's it for me.
2: Thank you.
1: Thank you. This cl- this will conclude the question and answer session. I would now like to turn the meeting over to Mr. Laroque.
2: Thank you, and I I want to take this opportunity to wish uh, all our employees uh, happy holidays. Uh, Please rest up for what's lining up to be a a, a busy year. And to our investors, happy holidays and looking forward to a positive 2021. Thank you.
1: Thank you. The conference has now ended. Please disconnect your lines at this time, and we thank you for your participation.